the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 2016, we probably won't see as much multiple contraction as we did in 2015. In large part, because we've already seen multiple contraction and we've seen a lot of stock buybacks. Growth stocks may still be the preferred option if economic growth remains subpar. Yet, I think people will be a little bit more discerning. Should be a little bit more of a stock picker's market. The issue of economic growth will be a key driver of things in 2016, given the related association with managing monetary policy. We're going to keep an eye on the Federal Reserve, who raised rates in December. Step one. What will step two look like and when? So every time they talk, they'll give us a little bit of an update on that. It's like the underwear gnomes from South Park who step one was steal all the underwear. Step two, and phase step... one, collect underpants. Phase two, phase three, profit. Profit. Lots and lots of profit. I don't know how we're going to get there, but that's my prediction for 2016. The good news is, I believe ghetto prices will move higher in 2016. The bad news is the people that live in those houses will be foreclosed on and moved out. And the wealthy, oh my God, no way. The wealthy people will profit once again. That's just my 2016 South Park predictions. Um, but I do kind of feel that way. Um, I think the big risk is going to be, you know, ultimately drive in 2016, it's going to be, you know, earnings, uh, the Federal Reserve. I think it's going to be terrorism. I think it's going to be, we want oil to stabilize. You don't want oil going to 20. The airlines do. My gas tank does. But no one else really wants it to. Um, 
I know you're saying, but those Saudis. Come on, give me some racism. Give me some racism. It's Christmas time. Those Saudis. They make all the money. Um, I'm not saying that, and I'm not going there. And uh, I think oil, it's a global product that's that's pulled from the ground. Uh, all all different economies have some sort of pulling mechanism. And uh, when it gets that low, you see people laid off and you see projects freeze. You see jobs go away. So anyway, um, the best earnings growth in 2016 looks to be in basic materials and financials. Healthcare, then industrials, followed by IT. So the least amount of earnings, energy and utilities. So if you're going by growth, that's where you should be thinking, in my opinion. Uh, I would use weakness to accumulate positions that you really, really want. And I think there's going to be some volatility. Joining me now, Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. How are you? Good morning. BayAreaLoanSource.com. Um, acronym BALLS. <laughs> we don't really use that. No. <laughs> but it's it's you could. So um, I saw recently in real estate, housing starts surge 10.5% in November. Does that play into your area at all, or do you just is that like background noise? Because you're a loan guy. You said sales? Housing starts. Starts. Um, it does and it doesn't. Here in the Bay Area, what we see a lot um, are, are condos and multi, other multifamily type of units. Uh, and that's really the boom in housing starts right now. Um, and plus, there's not a lot of land out here in the Bay Area. And most people you know, really th- that are looking for new homes, they're going to find th- those types of properties that are in kind of planned communities, not the single family residence communities that they're used to or they grew up in. But the rest of the nation is, has lots of lots of land, and they are doing a lot of building. So it is good to see that those numbers are rising. Um, I mean, even on this station, you're hearing about new communities uh, that are for sale and, and trying to get people in California to take their money out of the state into places like Texas and Fort Worth and stuff like that um, because there are some really nice communities that are, are blossoming. Um, I, you know, it's good for home builders. It's not it, – it's uh, – builders are running into other problems, too. They're, they're running into – transportation problems uh, and and wage problems so they're not a uh, you know just hearing that it's up 10 percent is not a big number because they are pretty slow to, to begin with but it's not a big concern for here in the bay area from thanksgiving through new year's day there's 20 percent fewer one million plus dollar listings and they spend an average 35 percent more days on the market does that feel about right yeah you know the holiday shopping is is pretty interesting and, and it's it's funny i looked this up the other day and um you know, what are the advantages of, of listing your house during the holidays? What are your advantages of buying a house during the holidays? And they're almost the same. It's less competition. Uh, the sellers and buyers are a little bit more eager to get the transaction taken care of. So I think holidays are still a good time to uh, to shop, but it does sound right. You know, there's there's 20% lower pretty much everything going on in, in real estate right now. And it's already – and that's off of lows already. So it's pretty slow right now. There's a jump in activity in the second week of December, a 10% rise in signed contracts from the previous week, followed by a 5% bump in closings. Sort of like a second win from the crazy summer activity. It's fueled by a wave of price cuts and new listings in November and a fear of what's to come. January through the end of February is 10% to 20% slower than December in most markets. Now, again, some people argue and say, that's not the case where I am. Yeah, we're going to, yeah, you're going to be pushing those numbers off like, by 30 days at least. Uh, we have TRID that came out, the Truth in Lending, RESPA, 
Integrated Disclosure Act that started in October 3rd, and a lot of these loans are still trying to close that started after October 3rd, and it's put in, in the, the transactions are 20 to 30 days longer than they used to be. So there's quite a bit of a delay in, in a lot of these. Uh, and we did a story last night, Rob, uh, about how this is this trade is really affecting uh, the purchase market right now, and, and realtors on, on, on both sides are just getting frustrated. The lending side, they weren't prepared, and it's just causing a lot of – it's just basically this. our winter is going to be a lot longer than it you know, normally is. If anyone wants me to make their children cry and tell them all about Star Wars, I'll gladly do it. Please don't. I haven't seen the movie. We always do a holiday movie with the family. Please don't tell us anything about Star Wars, please. Another service that I'll provide is if you want me to talk to your kid about Santa Claus, gladly tell him the truth about that. That made-up story. Did you tell your kids about... If you want me to talk to your kid about sex, pay me $20 an hour, I'll do that. I'll have the talk with, with people. So I'm here for you, people. Of course, if you want me to take your kids out and talk money with them, no chance. Um, on a very special Rob Black. Rob. I'd almost think you'd do that for free instead of 20 bucks per pop. No, wait, wait. You're killing my promo. On a very special Rob Black, Rob learns about genital warts the hard way. Thank you very much. Today on Rob Black and Your Money, Rob reveals that he's got an alcohol problem and fights through it on the air. Um, so 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, real estate agents do a lot of overtime during the holiday seasons. So that's kind of what we're learning. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, what are you seeing as far as loans right now? I, I, earlier on, we were talking about, like I said, ghetto prices are going to go up. And I kind of wasn't kidding. You're... I think smaller markets like South Park have a better chance than big markets. I, I like smaller in real estate right now because, to me, the high end feels really stretched. Now, if you're talking about the Bay Area, yeah, there's been a lot of spillover. Take a break. Be right back. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Homes under the hammer. Lured by hopes of a bargain or a speedy sale, a lot of people are brave in the auction market to buy and sell high-end properties. I've never thought about that. Um, but certainly more than 100 people gathered at a historic Princeton, New Jersey estate last month. The owner, a guy named Avril Moore, he greeted local real estate agents, friends, neighbors, and strangers as they milled about the house, 240-year-old home. Then after 11 minutes bidding, one of the visitors became the new owner. Hmm. How would that work in the... How would that work in your head, Tony? Tony Mendez, Bay Area Loan Source. Well, most of those deals are in cash, but we have seen a pickup of, of available financing. I think it's just because the, with the, 
there's such few inventory out there right now for investors that they, they're going towards these auctions, and then a lot of these investors need financing. So financing is an option when you do an auction, but you have to, it has to be fast financing. So it's not something you're going to get through traditional financing or traditional lending. Uh, so you have to go through, like, private money, and, and these guys can literally write a check right away. So in a lot of these auctions will require that you put a certain amount of money down and close with a certain um, amount of time. And these are the types of financing that you'll get. They, they can work pretty well, but you have to move quickly and get out of that financing because they, they are pretty expensive. So what's interesting about this is the real estate auction, um, in this case, is a 426-acre plot of land in a five-bedroom house. The house, they're going to start bidding. They invite the guests in for 15 minutes. The guests come in, look around. Because um, no one wants to give away their poker face, pop, 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 poker face. Um, I think that's fascinating. Oh, a fascinating way to sell a home. And you started eight hundred thousand. The guy's like, I'm going to pay eight hundred. But the bidding started at eight fifty. And one of the participants said, you know, he was going to willing to bid, you know, eight hundred. But right at eight fifty, he's like in. And then goes to nine hundred, nine hundred, nine hundred. Someone took nine hundred, and he goes like nine fifty, nine fifty. Like so, he got caught up in it. Um, could you imagine doing that in the Bay Area where you get like a, a beautiful home and a nice neighborhood and you get like five mothers who want that school district? You get the mothers bidding? Holy, there would be a nightmare. You make it sound like it's not already happening here, Rob. When when somebody puts their house on the market, I don't care if it's a $500,000 listing or a million and a half, it's like a blind auction when these, these offers come in. If you're getting more than five offers, it's like an auction. And these people are trying to outbid the next the next the next best offer. And that's what it's been like here in the Bay Area for several years. So I don't see why that's any surprise of, you know, well, people are going through that right now. Yeah, I'm just, what I'm getting at is, I think the live nature of it is, uh, would be would be very frightful for a lot of people. Have you been to an auction before? Yeah. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. And you get caught up in them. And mm-hmm. you bid more than you want to. You have to really want something. And you have to have, you have, a, have a home for it. A lot of these people at auctions aren't going to keep the house or live in it. They're going to flip it real quick. Great auction story for you. So I go to an auction every year. I raise money for charity. And uh, one of them, they had tickets for the Super Bowl this year in San, in Santa Clara, Santa Bay Area. And uh, I know this couple that they've got to divorce, and he's gone on to have sex with, like, a lot of hot women. And she's gone on to become very bitter. Um, and she's upset on how he spends his money because they have a daughter together. Um, so she's very, you know, she, she knows what's going on and she's very distraught. So at the auction, they both go to the auction with separate dates. So at the auction, he bids on Super Bowl tickets and she just rolls her eyes and she's just, she's distraught. She's like, how he can't afford it. And then he, it goes up and he bids again and he bids again and he ultimately wins. But, uh, they bring in a professional auctioner, you know, to, to call out wow. things like that. Six or eight items. How much do the tickets go for? Well over ten thousand. So, but his idea, and I like this idea, is and this is where he, some people are smarter than others. For him, he was going to tailgate. He was going to invite twenty of his friends to tailgate at the Super Bowl because he had tickets. Um, and I think that's that's a pretty smart thing. So they're going to bring a busload of people, a van load of people, bring them in, tailgate the Super Bowl. Van's going to take him back home. He's going to go and watch the Super Bowl with one of them. So it was a business expense for him, or it was a business networking opportunity. So you can. Auction off a house. Do you remember when you were a kid when you were like, I could buy a, a car at auction. Like there's drug dealers who, who have Lamborghinis and they're going to go at auction. And, you know, if no one else shows up, I can get a Lamborghini for a dollar. 
you remember like that concept or that thought? Like, where did that go? Because it's out. Of, it's been out of my head now for twenty years. Did I just grow it's still up? Pretty active. Okay. Do Do you have you ever been to any of these like police auctions? Uh, no, but we used to um, see it all the time when I when I did financing okay. many years ago. Um, but a lot of these places are just getting repos and their or or their their cars. There were in accidents. Um, and they just end up on these lots, and they just mass sell them. But a lot of the cars that come on dealerships come from auctions. So your used car that you buy is probably sold exactly like that. There's a house that just went that uh, just sold in Carmel on a very famous golf course, a beachfront home. Twenty-seven million dollars, a record for the enclave in Carmel. Twelve thousand six hundred eighty-eight square feet. 2.3 acres. Asking price was for 37 million, but they settled for 27 million. That's a big mess. Would you fire your real estate agent if he missed by 10 million on the? I don't think he cares. 27 million, three percent on that. I think he can. He'll be all right for next year or so. How much money is there in venture capital? The seller is a guy named Carl Panatoni, a commercial real estate developer. The buyer is a guy named Andrew Paul, founder of venture capital firm Sopers Capital. Not too bad. Can you imagine the property taxes on that? I can figure it out. Go ahead and figure it out. All right. So my, my property tax bill offends me, and I hate Prop 13, and I hate all old people because they not, have Prop know, 13. California loves it when those type of properties sell, so $27 million, If you um, elect me governor of California, I will introduce a disease that slowly takes anyone who's over 60 years old so off tw- the market. So $28,000 a month. $28,000 a month in property taxes. Good God. And a bargain at that, right? <laughs> So, I don't, I don't even think anybody around here pays $28,000 a year in taxes. It feels like I do. Yeah. So, you know, that it's interesting that, you know, Prop 13 has always been something that, that has been on a lot of buyers' minds. You buy a house in an established neighborhood, you look at your neighbor has been there for 20 years, and they're paying $300, $400 a month, and, you, and you're buying a house for nine, eight hundred, nine or hundred or a million, and you're paying $1,100 a month. And it doesn't seem fair. Um, the, the state's definitely losing out, but it's one of the reasons why, you know, property values are so high in the Bay Area because nobody wants to sell that property. It's too expensive to sell it and move somewhere else. Do you think Disney should be paying 1930s taxes because they've been in business for such a long time and they got property taxes grandfathered in with Prop 13? That's that's a tough one. Yeah, that's I, my personal opinion is no. And like the best restaurant, I not, try to stay out of it, Rob, because it's it's. I, I, I want to have an opinion on Prop yeah. 13 that, that fits everybody's views, <laughs> but I can't. You uh, are so vanilla. I, I, okay, I hate Prop 13. You want, I, I can't stand it. I think it's, You're like I, a sugar cookie. No, I'm Aren't not. All I'm, cookies have, I'm a radio don't all cookie. cookies have sugar in them? Yes. The worst cookies of all time, the suck cookies, are the sugar cookies. I don't mind sugar cookies. <laughs> I had a whole box of. Uh, of course not, Mr. Vanilla. I had a whole box of Nilla wafers last night. I want to have an opinion that everyone likes. That's the funniest thing I've heard today. You just showed your poker face. Gaga's taking us to break. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, and most anymore. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
hello, hello. How annoying would it be if I tried to do the show in that horrible governor voice? Governor. Hello, governor. That would last about, what, 10 seconds before you turn the you're dial? fab. You're switched on. You're a bit of all right. Yes. How did he go from so funny to so not funny? Oh, hey. Who is that, Mike? Mike Myers. Mike Myers. How did he go from so... He's like the love guru. That movie destroyed... Like, Hollywood must have said, okay, you get one mistake and that's it. Because he went from so funny to not funny at all. So He's got that weird... He's got kind of a... I'm going to say like a polished skin look. So... <laughs> I opened mouth. No, like, uh, like somebody who's. No, don't talk. Mouth. Don't talk over drops. Okay, do the drop again. I open mouth, kissed a horse once. Open mouth, kissed a horse once. You did. You're fab. You're switched on. You're a bit of a. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Not the worst thing. Okay, he open mouth, kissed a horse once. Ugh. Would you give mouth to mouth to a dog? No. Really? You're. <laughs> He's been your pet your whole life, and you want to give mouth to mouth to a dog? Uh, how do you, how do you know that he needs it? I mean, well, if he's having a heart attack and he's shaking around like an epileptic or something. Well, you don't do mouth to mouth for heart attacks nowadays. You just do the compressions. Okay, so you hate LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> and I told the story. I, I, was, I know you told a, you told a touching story about how he shook a, you know a, a disabled kid's hand and a kid who had brain damage and won a basketball tournament in Boston. Yeah, but he could you know because of his status he could do that at any, at any point. He didn't have to make an effort to do it. He, but he makes an effort to say something stupid like, "I'd rather not make the playoffs at all than than lose in the in the finals." Like, who who cares about a spo- uh, you know a, a spoiled brat that doesn't want to. Are you calling the disabled kids spoiled brat? No, no, I thought no, you tried no, to make no, everyone no, love no, you. No, I'm talking about LeBron James. Now, of course, that it's easy to say that here in in Warrior Town, but I don't know. How about how about the Warrior Stadium? They're trying to build it right next to the hospital, and and there's a disabled child that's saying it's going to be hard for me to go to the hospital every every day when I need to. We want to sue you. I hate Steph Curry. Does that make you feel better? I love disabled children. He doesn't really hate Steph Curry, just in case there's some Warrior fans listening. I love disabled children more than you love being vanilla and not hurting anyone's opinions. I thought we were going to talk about real estate today. <laughs> you were thought wrong. Oh, let's talk about. Sure you let's do talk about. Drop? Let's talk about tread. Let's let's <laughs> hear those dials turn. Uh oh, they're going to Sarah No Name or Sarah and Vinny. I think tread is just a perfect example of how the the when regulators step in, they just make things just a mess. Oh yeah. And it really was an attempt to try to have more transparency in a transaction, upfront closing costs, and then it, at the end of the transaction, it's supposed to be locked in. You can't change anything. But what it's really done is just added time to transactions. There was a, a lender here that said. Basically, TRID has become a nightmare. Companies are spending so much time on TRID that there's little to little time to underwrite now. Add three to five days to the beginning of the loan and six to 12 at the end of the loan. That's on top of a regular transaction. It's because it, and this is hurting people. People with financing going into a transaction are now – now it's even worse. So these realtors are seeing these types of transactions already happening in the first couple months of this, this new act. And now they're saying, you know what, that cash offer is even better now. Uh, so it's it's just making it harder for financing um, as far as the eyes of the seller uh, to get a uh, to get a property accepted or your offer accepted. It's become a nightmare. 
You sure you don't want to add a, a drop in there from South Park or Mike Myers or something? Oh, what, what, what? Tell me more about tread. That is not appropriate behavior, okay? Well, at least 2016 won't have any messes like that coming up, so we'll have some time to get used to. Why do you say that? Um, it, it, there's just nothing coming up. Uh, everything from Dodd Frank has finally kind of played out, okay. and 2016 we can at least concentrate on getting uh, back to basics, and that's trying to get some more buyers, uh, you know, programs coming up. Have you ever heard of this poppy loan that came out from San Francisco? There's a, a credit union in San Francisco that's allowing a two million dollar loan with no down payment, zero down payment, and no mortgage insurance. So there's some programs like that that are going to be coming up, hopefully helping people. I get into property, but you know what's funny is you take the average price in San Francisco, which is about 1.1 to 1.2. This is take a 1.2 million. You have to make 240 thousand dollars a year in order to qualify for the loan to begin with. Um, I can check that box. But you know what's funny is that I'm kind of a big deal. How many 200? How many people are making 240 thousand dollars a year that haven't been that haven't owned a house that have no down payment? So it's hold on, wait, wait. You're, Say that again. How many people well, do you know that make two hundred forty thousand dollars a year that do not have that have not saved a down payment? So it's hitting a it's hitting a very small market. Wait, wait. How how fast are they moving? I don't know what you mean by that. You just ask these long, complicated things, and we just want short burst answers. How many people do you know that make two hundred forty thousand dollars a year? I didn't know there's going to be math listening to the show today. That haven't saved any down payment for buying a house. Okay. So it, what I'm trying to say is that the product is is only fitting a very small uh, market, but we are anticipating some other programs coming. But, that, but like also crowd, well, crowdfunding is one thing that's coming up where where people can mass their money together that live in a house, but they don't actually have to use their credit or income to qualify. I'm sorry, their credit or down payment to qualify. Um, they can just use their income to help qualify for the house. So there's a lot of new those types of things that we hope to see in 2016. You know what I was surprised to see was, have you heard of, I mean, I know you have. If you have it, then you need to quit right now and, and just resign. Pressure's on. Have you heard of generational loans? Gener- sure. Okay. That one shocks me. And basically it seems to be like the, um, how would I refer to this without upsetting a great amount of people? It seems like some people that a generational loan might be for a family that some of them are here illegally, um, trying to get them into a home because uh, you're not using their, their W-2s, per se, to say that they're adding to the ability to pay back the loan. But uh, a father, a grandfather, and a son could all live in the same house now. Um, and it just seems like, hey, let's get more people. Let's get ten. Let's get two proven incomes and eight unproven incomes um, and just give them the loan. It seems like, it seems like another bad idea. Um, and that's, that's where we look at the, the financing engines that are driving the housing market and that Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, the GSEs and the government loans, F, FHA and VA, they're, they're 90% of what we see out there, Rob. So, and that's because they have the best rates. If you're willing to step away from the best rates, there are pro- programs out there for you. We just talked about auctions. You can, you, you're un, it's not likely you're going to get a Fannie Mae Freddie Mac loan to buy a house at an auction, but you can go to private money, spend, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10% on a two year balloon arm but you you'll, you'll get the money really really fast, and they have less. They don't even use your credit score. They don't use your 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 debt. They just look at your your portfolio. So a lot of people are are using those types of products. So, but here in the Bay Area, um, we we do have a a pool of buyers that are making really good money and they have saved down payments. So there is still what I would call silent auctions at 
on, on almost every house that's listed right now. So, um, and that, like we said, we were talking about trade. It's just going to become harder for people with financing. It's a traditional way that's slow uh, to to compete against these cash offers. And and I'm, I've asked realtors left and right. There's just no solutions, Rob. There's no way to get that financing to, to look any better than it is when you're competing against the cash offer, unless you're just going way over asking price. And when that happens, you still have to put more money down to, because the appraisal is going to come in lower. So it's just a, it's just a bad catch right now. But we are looking forward to 2016, a little bit more inventory. They're expecting 5 to 10% more inventory, 4 to 5% uh, increase in home prices. Um, it's about it. You know, home building looks like it's pretty good. Uh, a lot of condos being built around the Bay Area, but nationally, single families are still doing pretty well. A lot of permits, so that's yeah. going to be a good 18 months of building. Mortgage refinances were up last week on the rate fears. Did you see any of that? We did. We did, and a lot of those applications were um, were probably not locked, unfortunately, because again, I hate saying trid, but trid screwed that up, uh, and and the rates moved back up so quickly that I bet you a lot of those people never even got their loans locked, and they ended up with higher rates. But higher, just because the Fed increased the rates doesn't mean higher rates are for 2016. We have to remember that this is a global. Um, engine here for for rates. The 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 EU is still considering asset purchase programs through the the you know through 2017. Uh, lots of them, and that's helping keeping rates low. Um, over uh, well, look at the the amount of money that you can make on on fixed assets in Europe. You, a lot of money is coming here to the United States and keeping rates low. Mortgage applications were up 34 percent to do a refi last week. Average contract interest rate on 30-year fixed came in roughly about 4.14% unchanged. Um, Federal Reserve is widely expected to raise rates uh, next year. Probably it's expected about, you know, four more moves, getting us up to about one and a quarter percent. Mortgage rates are expected to move higher by the end of 2016. Um, But that actually could be healthy for the housing market and take away some of the, the froth and the speculation that's going on out there. Where people like me, instead of being rational, I want to rush to get a mortgage right now. Um, instead of being rational, I want to rush, and then therefore I'm kind of helping throw in, you know, the problem driving up. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, we've we've talked about this quite often. And very simple numbers: for every one percent your your uh, interest rate goes up, that's a twelve percent increase in your mortgage payment. So, yeah. So if if rates go from four to four and a half to five, you're looking at that much more money on a monthly basis, and and in reality, that that equals income. I mean, I, I think we calculated that you need to make an, on a median home price here in the Bay Area, you need to make, I think, fifteen thousand dollars more a year to cover that one percent uh, increase in rate. So it's it's quite significant. Facebook's. Well, we're going to talk about Facebook coming back. Fascinating real estate play tied towards Facebook. And I, I don't think it's off base. You can find Tony Mendez. You can tell that he's a good friend of mine uh, because I tease him. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can email him, Tony, at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Me, you can find me at RobBlack.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show, and Facebook, Cron for Rob Black.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So the U.S. outlook is looking pretty good, according to the Federal Reserve, so much so that the Fed raised the target rate for the Fed funds off of zero. First time in seven years to the month. That's crazy. Like, um, we haven't had a rate increase in such a long time. And I, as putting it into perspective, if you invest from age 20 to 60, it's been like eight years. Um, that's, let's just round to 10 and say 20, 20 to 25% of your investing career has been incredibly low rates. And guess what they are today? Incredibly low rates still. Until we get back to 6 7% on mortgages, I, I, I feel like. This is a, a jubilant time to be. There's a good chance that we we don't see six seven percent in in our lifetimes, Rob. Again, which is bad news because that means world economies aren't doing it, and like that's the big risk for 2016 is economic growth. And whether you own a home or you whether you own stocks or you have a 401k, economic growth is the biggest fear because people who own a home, you need someone else to make money to buy your home. Isn't that the whole fear about the Fed raising the interest rates when? We had eight years of low interest rates, yet we really aren't seeing the inflation that we need and the growth. Well, yet yes. we have to raise interest rates because employment numbers look better and inflation's kind of looking better. Meanwhile, oil's dropping and uh, other countries in the world are still struggling with economic growth and they're still cutting their – I mean, they're considering negative rates in lots of other countries. So isn't that the big question of whether or not, or not we actually needed to raise rates? Well, I think – Something that's happening is we're seeing deflationary numbers. We're not seeing inflationary numbers. And that, that's worrisome across the board. Like, our wealthy people are getting wealthier in the United States, whereas the middle class are getting poor. So the middle class is disappearing, and that's, that's going to be a problem down the road. But I, I tease this, so let's, let's do this real quick. Facebook is offering employees at its Silicon Valley headquarters $10,000 to move closer to the office, a reflection of challenges many tech companies face in the increasingly expensive and congested San Francisco Bay Area. To qualify for the payment... The social networking firm said, uh, started offering in the last 12 months. Uh, Facebook workers, employees, must buy or rent a home within 10 miles of the Facebook campus at One Hacker Way, which I drive right by uh, on Fridays, a desolate strip of road overlooking a marsh of about 30 miles. It, it's, it's, it's horrible. Um, they bought the old Sun Microsystems building, and they've now put out in a new building that's got like a central park on top of it, which is kind of cool. But you look to your left and your right and you just see this nasty marsh that, you, like, you don't want your dog going out there because it, it'll get bit by, like, some sort of flea and die. Uh, but Facebook's efforts, along with similar programs at some other tech companies, include investment management technology company Adapar, um, Salesforce.com. They're trying to ease a big tension in San Francisco, which is young, wealthy tech workers who are commuting from Silicon Valley to their homes in San Francisco. Um, I wouldn't live in San Francisco right now if you paid me. Because it's just young tech workers, and they're 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 mind-numbingly um, focused on like looking at their phones all day long. So, yeah, it's interesting. You know, I I don't think ten thousand dollars is going to be enough incentive for me as a somebody who is looking to buy a house. Um, because really, when you get closer to uh, Mountain View, you're really going to spend a lot more than ten thousand dollars than living fifteen twenty miles away. And what's, um, what's it's a lot more than that. It's fascinating <laughs> more like one hundred fifty thousand. What's fascinating about this is they're trying to fix the problem in San Francisco, and they're going to screw the people of East Palo Alto, because the Facebook employees that do come, they're going to go to East Palo Alto, and they're going to drive all the poor people out of East Palo Alto and just gentrify it. 
And then where are the people from East Palo Alto going to go? Isn't that already kind of started? Didn't he, um, what's his name, Mark? I love that you don't know. Zuckerberg was very cute. You are so cute. Right now I want to pat your head. Uh, yeah. You want, so you don't want to drop a South Park thing or something? Let's drop a South Park thing. Well, I was thinking we could turn the homeless into tires so that we'd still have homeless, but we could use them on our cars. That's what we're going to do with people from East Palo Alto. <laughs> Uh, didn't he build a school? He built a school there. Don't step on the drops. Why do you do more than? You did it. You're supposed to only do one. You're doing two in a row. Okay, let's let's come up with a solution one more time about homeless people. We gotta we gotta put this in people's minds. This will work. If you will respect my authority. We're gonna turn homeless people into tires. We're gonna well, I was thinking. We could turn the homeless into tires so that we'd still have homeless, but we could use them on our cars. South Park, not the greatest show of all time. I really, I, I honestly, some people think The Simpsons is one of the greatest shows. Some people think it's MASH. Some people think Breaking Bad changed television. I think South Park, year over year, is so impressive what they do. They've already skewered, like, they got on Trump four months ago, and they're not letting off. Like, they, they know what to jump on and... uh Kind of scratch and make infected. Speaking of infections, you going to the doctor again today? I, I'm going to the doctor, not again. Again? <laughs> no, my parents go once a week, but that's just their style. So by fixing San Francisco and getting the young people to move down to East Palo Alto or hurting the people in East Palo Alto and driving up prices, um, Facebook says the program is not about social engineering, but rather about getting rid of poor people. No, Facebook didn't say that. That's just a legend. Um, but I'm kind of cynical about this. So anyway, real quick, any any last thoughts on real estate? Um, it, it's the close of a it's a change of an era. I mean, rates finally went up. Um, I expect rates to go up a half a point by the end of 2016. Extremely volatile throughout that time. Um, housing should in the Bay Area go four to ten percent. Uh, I think it's pretty healthy. It's, we just need more inventory. We have plenty of buyers. I I, I mean. Get get start early. Can you tell me? Um, can you tell me about trade again? No, I don't want to. Well, I'm talking about credit. I mean, there's still a lot of people who don't get uh, more than 50% of the people out there don't have not run their credit in in the last year, uh, and m- more than that, don't know what their credit score is today. And if you're going into a transaction, you have to check your credit early. So start early on these transactions so you can prepare for the long transactions um, and closing periods. Um, other than that, it's just all about trying to find a house in, in your price range. Yeah. It's been pretty difficult. Well, it's been a good 2015. Thanks for being with me. You're welcome. So, and if you could record a little message on Trid, I could use I will. It. I'll I, do I, a whole I, segment on it. I could use it to fall asleep every night. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can email him, Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's a good friend of mine. He's done more, multiple mortgages for me. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblack.com. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, the Rob Black Show. Opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.